let's look at the basic features that all businesses require and have. The main one is fundamentally, they are all a vehicle for making money. If you're not in business to make money, you have a belief structure around business that needs to shift. Welcome to part two of our four-part series on the psychology of making money, claiming the way. That's what we're talking about today, claiming the way, the plan, the process, how you're going to do it. I'm Amira Alvarez, and I'm the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, and I am super excited that you're here with us today. Why? Because I understand what making money does for you, not just having money, but knowing how to make money, how to create as much money as you want. The key words here are make, want, and you, okay? Make, want, and you. You have to know how to make money. You need to want to make money and not have that be a double bind or an internal conflict, but a clear desire. And it's you that needs to put this cause into effect, meaning it's you that needs to take the action to get the results that you want. Now, the action is the plan and the action is the internal shifts that are required, the internal mindset, belief structure shifts that are required. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about belief structure and claiming your belief system in part three of this series. That is not to be missed. So definitely you know, make a mental note to circle back to part three. Do not miss that. That is the critical linchpin of this whole piece. They're all, all four parts of this series are super, super important. So if you haven't listened to part one, which was claiming your desire, claiming the destination, uh, please do that. And then part three is claiming your belief system, your belief structure. And then part four is claiming the feminine, claiming your feminine. This is all about allowing yourself to re receive, being open to receiving, being open to ease, being open to the gifts that this universe has for you and not making running your business so freaking hard. So I can't wait to share all of that with you. It's so important that you know how to how to make money, that you want to make money, and that you take 100% personal responsibility in doing so if you are someone who is running a business. This is going to create so much freedom in your life when you master these things. It's going to build your confidence. It's going to allow you to be unstoppable and go after greater and greater goals because you will understand what it takes and you will have done it, okay? So this is an incredible process that I hope you're already in the, the journey of, already in the process of, and that this four-part series helps you step into so much more and gives you that bouncing off point, that point of leverage to take it to the next level and really become unstoppable and more of who you are in this world, a full expression of who you are. And that is so much a part of what it takes to, to make money, being a full expression of who you are. So all of that is really, really critical. So part one was on claiming the destination, what you want, where you're going. That's the first problem that most people have, not feeling safe to them to claim what they really want, their dreams, their goals, what they truly want. It doesn't feel safe. Somehow it, it's in conflict with how they were brought up, 
what their family ideals were, what they think is going to be acceptable to their loved ones, including their partners, especially their husbands or their wives. If I grow too big, if I go for so much more, am I going to leave you in the dust? Sometimes that's a real fear. And it keeps you from really claiming your purpose and your potential in this world. And yet we so, so want that. So that was part one. So refer back to that part in this, in this series. Really go back and listen to that because it's really super important to be able to claim what you want. And when you don't, you tamp yourself down. You go for less. You play small. And this just doesn't work. It keeps you doing a lot, a lot of the busy work, right? A lot of time. It's not like you're sitting on your laurels, not doing anything. But what you end up doing is the busy work or the work for other people or the people pleasing stuff and not getting anywhere yourself, not actually doing the needle moving work yourself. And I totally get it. I totally get it. I know what those days are like. I know what it's like to be busy all freaking day and then ask yourself, where has the day gone? I was nonstop on all the tasks, but it doesn't feel like I accomplished anything. And that's because you're doing the little things. That's because you're doing the busy work. That's because you're avoiding. And that's because you haven't claimed a real desire and made it safe for you to go after things. There are a lot of other components to that, but that's a big aspect of this. Sure, you've done a lot, but the big stuff, the needle moving stuff, the stuff for your life and quite frankly for your business did not get done. You're busy but no traction, that kind of thing. Doing a lot but not getting anywhere. If this if you relate to this and it happens at every level whether you're just starting off, you've been in business for 3 or 4 years, you've been jamming for a long time, you've got your solo entrepreneur or you've got a team already of, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 people. There are times where you're doing a lot, but you're not getting traction. And so much of that has to do with what we talked about yesterday, which was not really claiming your true destination, your true desire, just coasting. Okay. And this has a direct effect on your bottom line and how much money you make. If you don't know where you're going, you really want it. And you've claimed it. I mean, you own it, meaning you are going for it unabashedly, without conflict, you're like, yes, this is where I'm going. And I understand that at different levels in your business, you get to these phases where you're like, uh, do I really want it? And you have to really want it. You do. And there's a, there's a whole methodology for, for getting clear on that and claiming what you want. So that is so important. It has a direct effect on your bottom line and really executing on the highest levels. So then what comes next after claiming your destination and your desire? You've got to get from where you are now to where you want to be, your goal, your destination. You must claim the way, your way. Claim the way. And this is the topic for today. So first off, I want to make sure that we are super, super clear. This is claiming your way, not someone else's way, okay? Not someone else's way your way. What does this mean? It means that you need to chart the course and create a plan, a good plan, an inspired plan, a plan that could get you to where you want to go. Okay. And then you have to execute on it. You have to execute it on it. Now, 
do you have to create this in a vacuum by yourself? Absolutely not. This is one of the things that I help my clients with, but you do need to do the work to get aligned and have an aligned plan. And we're going to talk about what's involved there. And then you must start before you're certain of that plan. You must make a leap of faith. And this is what I mean by claiming the way. You must claim it. I am doing this before you are 100% certain and confident that it's going to work. There are no guarantees except persistence and determination, except not quitting. This is not saying that there won't be bumps in in the road, that there won't be hardship, that there won't be challenges, that there won't be temporary failures. But if you claim the way, if you claim your destination and you claim the way and you stay persistent and you stay determined and you stay consistent and you stay focused, you will get the outcome that you desire. Now, there's a lot more to it than that. And we're going to cover a few more things, as you can well imagine, in this series, in this part of the series. But I want you to know that it has to be you that claims the way. I can help you map out a business structure, a business plan, how to do your marketing, how to do your sales. But you have to own it. You have to say, I am going to execute on this. This is about being 100% personally responsible for your outcomes. And most people want to see it proven in advance. And they don't want to take any risk. They don't want to move forward until they know for sure that it's going to work. And it doesn't work that way. That's a counter to the way the universe works. The universe works through desire saying, okay, you want this, go towards what you want in faith, believing that it is there for you and doing your part. And when the desire is felt, the supply is ready to appear. When the desire is felt, you have the juice, the the drive to go after it. If you wait to prove it before you do the work, you will never execute. It doesn't work that way. You can see it's illogical. You can't prove that it's going to work until you walk that path, until you execute. And if you wait, you lose the juice, the excitement. So all of this requires a leap of faith. You can make it easier by working with someone who has done it before. I certainly have done that over and over again. That's one of the ways that I consistently leverage is by going on faith, having someone help me see something beyond my level of awareness. And yes, I have a very successful seven-figure business and I still turn to people who are further ahead and, and, and help get help with mapping the way. And yet it's still a leap of faith. You, I still have to, and so do you have to take that leap of faith, even with the plan. Okay. So if you have to take a leap, how do you create a bit of a safety net? Well, that's where the plan comes in. Okay. But you do have to build self-trust by executing on plans and recognizing that if you make a mistake or something go, you get some feedback that's showing you that you're not moving in the direction that you want, that you don't take that as a reason to stop. And then you do stop because that, that negates any self-trust. You have to stay in commitment with yourself and take that feedback, put it into the plan 
course correct and stick with it and stay moving forward. Okay. But there are certain things that do help. And there are certain things that all businesses require. Your service might be different, but let's look at the basic features that all businesses require and have. The main one is fundamentally, they are all a vehicle for making money. If you're not in business to make money, you have a belief structure around business that needs to shift. You can have a not-for-profit. That is fine. That is totally fine. But that is not a profit-based business. That's a not-for-profit. You can have a hobby. You can have something that you enjoy doing that's not a vehicle for making money. But if you are in business for yourself, it is a vehicle for making money and you must claim that. Okay? You cannot say, oh, dilly-dally here and there, it's okay if I don't make my number this month, this, this quarter, this year. I can take my time. So often we put off until tomorrow what we can do today because we think we have time and we don't claim unabashedly that we want to make our financial number. If you have a business, it is a vehicle for you to make money. Now, is it a vehicle for other things as well? Absolutely. It's a vehicle for the full expression of who you are in this world. It's a vehicle for your creativity. It's a vehicle for your ability to problem solve. It's a, your ability to help people. It's a, a vehicle for you to serve in this world and to make an impact. It's a vehicle to channel money to other people, your team, for instance. It's a vehicle for growth, personal growth. And the growth of this world, this universe. So my ideal client is someone who has a business that is a vehicle for all these things and for her own personal freedom. It has to be financial, but it also has to be something that is for her to be free in this world, not to be constrained, not to be someone who is making herself small and reactive to the outside influences of life. But someone who is like, this is how I'm going to grow myself and grow my bank account and grow my impact and grow how I serve and grow how I give in this world. But it is about personal freedom as well. Because in order to be someone who grows their business in the way that I am describing, you have to move through some really big psychological blocks around what it takes to make money. And we're going to cover some of those today, and we're going to cover a lot of them in the belief structure episode of this series, so part three, okay? Because when you use your business as a tool for personal freedom, it's, it's incredible. You become the woman that you've always wanted to be because you've broken through the limitations that you don't know where they come from, but they're there and they're keeping you small in your business and in your personal life. And it's such a relief. It is such a relief. So you've got to be running a business to make money and to be fully expressed, be a full expression 
of your genius and your greatness in the world, to live out your potential. That's how I look at running a business. If you're not, and it feels like a drag, like there's a monkey on your back all the time, like, why did I do this? Why did I get in this? Or, or even if it's only partway that way, right? Like I'm describing a black and white situation, but there's a lot of gray areas to this where, you know, maybe it's 70% uh, monkey on your back or drag and 30% great. Well, let's change that ratio. Or maybe it's 70% great and 30% monkey on your back, total drag. Let's up that 70% to 80 or 90 or 95% or 98% right? And this all has to do with how you define what you're doing. It has to do with a lot of other things too, but I want to point out that if, if you haven't defined your business structure in a way that allows you to live out your purpose and your genius, you are making it so much harder than you need and you're blocking the flow of money. You're thinking that you have to make yourself small to make money, that you have to contort yourself, that you have to do it some other way to make money. When the truth is the universe wants you to be a full expression of yourself. And when you are, and you develop your business around that, then you, it's easier to make money. The money flows so much easier. And I've helped so many people clarify this, define it, find that sweet spot for them. And really recognize where they're getting in their own way and saying it's not possible to do it like that in their industry or with this type of client. Or if, if I do it like this, I'm going to have to sacrifice that. Sometimes there are sacrifices, no doubt, no doubt. But sometimes there are solutions that you're just not seeing because of the belief system or the belief structure that you have. And you need someone from an outside perspective with a different level of, level of awareness to help you tweak your existing business model and your role in it. It's so, so important. So this is the first part of claiming your way. It's claiming your business structure, okay? If you haven't already, you're gonna wanna look at your packaging of your services, your, the packaging of your IP, your intellectual property, your programs, your offerings, your ascension model, that it's all aligning with you and for your greatest good. And then you're gonna to wanna to look at the kind of clients that you're wanting to be working with and your role in working with them, okay? You have to develop your way. You have to develop a business plan that is correct for you and allows you to scale. As your business is a vehicle for making money, let's look at what's involved in that, okay? That's the next phase. So. Phase one of claiming your way or the plan is to look at the business structure. Is, is your business structure designed in a way that is going to scale? Some people have not uh, developed a structure yet that actually will scale. And it doesn't make you wrong or bad or lesser than. It just means that you're in the forest for the trees and you're a little bit stuck there. And you need to work on developing a business structure that actually scales. And this is where doing the math and validating that the plan that you have for your business actually is going to get you to where you want to go and to, to troubleshoot all those, those issues. It's one of the things I love to do with my clients in a VIP day. It's, it's an extraordinary 
um, process that I take them through. Or I also do this in, in living room sessions, which are, are another way we work with our clients, but enough of that. So let's look at what it takes to make money. We're going to cover two more things today. First thing was business structure, how critical that was. Okay. I hope that, that some of the things that I've mentioned spark you to do some work on that yourself and to think that through. Now, the other two things are that you need to have the, the other two things that you need to have are an effective marketing plan and an effective sales plan. And we're going to cover those two next. So you need to have an effective marketing plan. You need to know how to reach your ideal client and audience. What is that going to be? You don't want to do everything at once for sure. There's so many different ways to market, but you want to pick a lane and you want to grow from there. So you pick a lane, you really dial that in, you get that going, you get that recurring, you get that giving you a return on investment and your investment might be time or it might be money or it might be both. And you want that to really work. Now you have to, again, be persistent and determined and focused on that. And then from there, you're going to want to expand your marketing channels. Okay. Don't do everything at once. That's a recipe for disaster. That's going to splay you out and cause you to be overwhelmed and not do anything well. Now, does, uh, the first aspect of your marketing plan need to be completely hundred percent done before you move to the second one? No, you can have it 70, 80% there when you then add the next one in. And then if you're further along in your business and you have team to help you with this, you can run multiple marketing initiatives all at once and you won't be splayed out because you'll have team that will help you leverage your creative solutions, your creative marketing. They can then execute on it. They can make it happen and they can make it recurring. Okay. So you need to have an effective marketing plan. So what is that going to be? Are you, what are you going, what are you going to leverage? Is it going to be speaking? Is it going to be podcasting? Is it going to be guesting on other people's podcasts? Uh, is it referral marketing? Is it social media? Is it joint venture partnership, paid ads, digital marketing, direct and personal outreach? Is it cold calls, cold outreach? Is it email marketing? Is it warm email marketing or cold email marketing? Is it sponsorships? Is it giveaways? Is it challenges? Is it one-to-one connections? There's so many marketing initiatives that you could take. We need to figure out what the right marketing plan is for you. What is it for your business? And that comes on the heels of after we develop your business structure, okay? Then we develop your marketing structure, your marketing plan. All of this is going into your business model. Your business model is your, your business structure, your, your marketing plan, and your sales plan. Okay, so marketing deals with reaching people and connecting with people. It's the beginning of the sale. It's the sale before the sale. If you're not good with people, you're not going to be an effective marketer. You're going to hide and have visibility issues, period, full stop. So I, I want to talk a little bit right now about where money comes from. So money comes from spirit, source, infinite potential, the universe, all the energy that is. It's in the non-form. 
But there is more money now than ever before. Let me explain this. Let me go back for a moment. Money comes from spirit source, infinite intelligence, the non-form. It comes from spirit through people, through sales. Sales is the mechanism. It comes through people. It doesn't come through a table. It doesn't come through a pool. It doesn't come through a, through a tree. It comes through people, through sales. Now, there's more money in circulation now than there's ever been before. It keeps growing. It keeps becoming more. There's all the money that ever was and ever will be is here and it's here now. This is how quantum, the quantum field works, okay? It's everything is here. Now, there's more money in circulation now than there was before in this 3D world that we're living in where time is sequential. There's more money now than in the time of Cleopatra or in the time of the Renaissance or even at the beginning of the 20th century or the 21st century. There's, it's an expanding amount of money. There are more millionaires and billionaires now than there have ever been before. Now, you might be wondering, okay, that's great, Amira. There's more money in circulation now than ever before, but I have a cash flow issue. It's not in my bank account. That is true. That doesn't mean it's not here. It means that you're not putting the right causes into effect to receive that money. Today, we're talking about the plan, some of those causes. In the next part of this series, we're going to be talking about who you need to be, your belief structure to be someone who receives at a higher level, who actually executes on this plan and receives at a higher level. Part four is about claiming the feminine, which is about receiving, allowing in, opening to, tapping into your intuition so that you can make money more easily. So if money comes from spirit, from source, through people, through sales, it's very clear that you have to get good with spirit, you've got to get good with people, and you've got to get good with sales. So getting good with spirit, we'll cover a little bit in part four. There's so much more to it. I'm not including that in, in depth in this series, but if you're interested in that, keep listening to my stuff, reach out to someone on my team, and we'll share how you can find out more about where and how I teach that stuff to my clients. But today we want to make sure that you understand that you need to get good with people and that you need to get good with sales. And if you don't have an effective marketing plan, if you're not good with people, you will not have an effective marketing plan. It's just, it's kind of a duh. You will hide. You won't put yourself out there. You won't claim your expertise. You'll want to stay invisible. You won't make your follow-up calls quickly enough. You won't reach out to those joint venture partners. You won't do collabs. You won't post on social media because you're afraid of what other people are going to say. And the psychology behind this is powerful. If you've got issues with people, it's going to constrain your ability to market, period, full stop. And I'm not talking introvert, extrovert stuff. You've got to get good with people, meaning you have to learn that you are 100% personally responsible for your outcomes and you have to be someone who loves people but does not get reactive to what other people say or do or think or how they act. You're not going to be someone who blames other people. 
if only they did X, Y, and Z, if only my team was like this, if my woman would want to do this, if only my clients did this, if only my clients weren't such X, Y, and Zs, if only social media wasn't like this, that's blaming. You're going to want to step out of blaming people, out of judgment. And you're also going to need to step out of the fear of rejection or the fear of hurting people's feelings or the habit of people pleasing. All of this is going to affect your ability to market and be visible in this world because your belief system that you have keeps you playing small and not putting yourself out there. Now, again, this is part of part three in the series, The Psychology of Making Money on Claiming Your Belief System. And we're going to, you know, it's super, super important. And we're going to go into that in a lot more detail. So don't miss that. You've got to... I'm going to just say it straight up. You've got to move mountains to listen to that episode, okay? You got to put a reminder on your phone to come back to it and listen to it ASAP because it's a a linchpin here, okay? And if you don't solve this belief system issue, no amount of planning, which is what we're talking about today, is going to allow you to make a quantum leap in your income, to really break through your income ceiling, to really break through and make a significantly higher income level, okay? The psychology here is that you have to clean up your habitual thinking and blocks that you don't even see or know about, but that keep you self-sabotaging. What would self-sabotaging look like? Self-sabotaging looks like not acting on the marketing quickly enough, not acting on the marketing at all, not returning people's phone calls, not, not taking advantage of opportunities that are right in front of you, not taking advantage of the help that's right in front of you, not going forward and learning, not investing in yourself, not saying yes to connections, to networking, to opportunities, or putting yourself out there. Money comes from source through people, through sales. And you've got to clean up What's blocking you from being 100% comfortable being you and presenting your services with and to everyone that is a prospective client? You must be a full expression of yourself. This is so key to making money, to the psychology of making money. And this is where the law of compensation comes in. The law of compensation says You will be compensated according to the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing you. So let's break that down. The need for what you do. Is what you do a problem that needs to be solved? How big is that need? This is going back to business structure. Are we selling something that is actually viable, that actually solves a real problem for people at the highest level? your ability to do it. How quickly can you solve that problem? How good are you at that? How much of an expert are you? There are a lot of people who are tremendous experts, but they're not leveraging their expertise. They're they're not actually making the kind of money that they want from that. And that comes from part three, the difficulty in replacing you. They've commoditized themselves which means they haven't claimed their uniqueness, who they are in this world, the full expression of who you are. This goes back to what I started out with 
earlier in this episode, this part of the series, which was that being in business for yourself is a personal growth journey for sure, because you need to move through the blocks, the psychological blocks to being a full expression of who you are. When you are a full expression of who you are, you are extraordinarily difficult to replace. No one is showing up like you and your ideal clients will want to work with you and no one else. And because of that, they will pay for working with you. And of course you're in business, so you're going to want to be paid for your services or if you have a product-based business for your products. Okay? People will pay and compensate you at higher and higher levels the more you solve their problem, the better you are at doing that. So you must study, you must better your best, you must ever improve on your, your service offering. And you must be a unique and full expression of who you are so that you are difficult in replacing. And when you have claimed the full expression of who you are, then you are that always. You need to walk through this world always like that. You are always marketing. You are always selling. You are always demonstrating your ability to serve and solve problems for others. And this is a topic that I could riff on for a long time, but you need to do this even when people aren't watching. You need to embody that so completely that it is who you are because it is who you are. And you need to be that all the time, all the time. This must come through every conversation. This must come through every experience. This must come through every interaction, every piece of writing that you write, every speech that you give, every social media post that you post. When you walk into the grocery store, when you get your hair done, when you are driving your car, it doesn't matter if anyone's watching. It's what you emanate. Now, people do watch. I, I've received clients by just walking into a hair salon. I've received clients by getting my hair and makeup done before an event. I've received clients from photographers. I've received clients through just being me as I walked through this world. People will stop and ask you who you are and what you're about. So you need to integrate that. And you actually need to think about it in your conversations in particular. I want to emphasize that. How are you communicating your uniqueness, your abilities, and your service offering, even if you're not actually talking about it, in every conversation that you're in with others, but also in particular with yourself? Now, isn't that interesting? You are having conversations with yourself all the freaking time. What are you saying to yourself inside your own head? Are you saying I can or I can't? I'm capable of this or I don't know how. I'm doing it or I'm overwhelmed or I don't have time. I'm ready or I'm behind. I can't get ahead. I'm willing or I shouldn't or I don't deserve it. Okay? 
most importantly is that it's, am I worth it or I don't deserve it? How are you marketing to yourself inside your own head? Are you saying that the outcome you desire is available to you or off the table? So how you're marketing to yourself is part of the psychology of making money and claiming the way. It is part of claiming how you are going to make bank, really. It's claiming how you're marketing to yourself and quite frankly to others, because what you say to yourself comes out through your actions as well. And this has got to be part of your plan. If you're not getting the results that you desire, then you do have to look at this. It's a key component. So have you claimed your way here? What's missing for you with this? What help do you need around the conversation in your head and the marketing plan in general? Are your needs more tactical and strategic, like around your actual marketing strategies? You know, what's working now to generate leads? Or is it around that internal marketing and the claiming of who you are? Have you claimed your way and stayed persistent with it? All of these are questions you need to answer. Or are you switching gears, trying too many things, never completing on the things that you do try? Or are you trying to round hole square peg yourself into a formulaic strategy? You must develop the way to fit you. Now, this is not an argument for the unique snowflake psychology where you think that uh, nothing's going to work for you because you're so unique. That's not true. That's just a way of not wanting to show up for yourself and not wanting to do the work to face your fears and your blocks because it's challenging some aspect of your belief system. You do need to have a, a way that works with your business model and works with your particular genius and way you like to show up. But I find that the unique snowflake, like that doesn't work for people like me or people in my industry, is just a way of avoiding actually making a decision and moving forward, okay? So you throw out the viable plans that exist. That's a sign that you're scared of the growth. And here's the thing, you've got to want the growth more than your fears. You've got to want it badly enough. Okay, now let's talk about the third part of claiming your way that we need to talk about. So if part one was claiming the business structure, part two was claiming the marketing. Okay, both of those are part of the plan. Okay, part three is the sales aspect of it. Okay, and to be clear, there are numerous aspects to claiming your way, to creating a solid plan. But to, today we're talking about these three things and what you need right now in your business structure, right now, what you need right now in your marketing, okay, what kind of marketing vehicle you need. And now we're going to talk about the third piece, which is claiming the way through sales. And the three go together and create the foundation for your whole business model, your way, your plan. Okay, so the third way is sales. As I've mentioned before, money comes from source through people through sales. Okay, so you've got to ask yourself an answer and get help with the following questions around sales. How are you going to make sales? What's your vehicle for that? What's the flow of money? Where does the sales transaction come in in your customer life journey? What's involved in that for you? Do you really know how to do sales? Have you mastered sales? 
Are you going to claim that? Meaning, are you going to master sales? This means moving through your blocks around sales. This means moving through the fear of being salesy, of asking for the sale, of asking for too much, of thinking you're an imposition, of thinking that you're bothering people, of feeling shame about saying or doing the wrong thing in a sales conversation. These kinds of thoughts, which stem from your beliefs about yourself, life, and others will make or break your business. This is why I keep encouraging you to come to the third part in this series, the psychology of making money, claiming your belief structure, because that's what's going to either allow you to step into mastering sales, or if you don't handle it, staying in resistance to sales, being someone who doesn't want to show up and do the sales in her business. Now, people might be listening at different levels in their business. At some point, you were the salesperson in your business. If you've grown your business and it's, it's quite large now, you probably have a team of salespeople doing sales for you. But if they all left, you would still need to be able to step in and do sales. And that happens. That happens. Sometimes the environment or the business circumstances shift and how you were doing sales um, doesn't work anymore. And your sales team is only trained to do it in a certain way. And you need to step in. You need to have mastered sales. Or you're just starting out and you need to learn the structure of it. If you have a big business, you need to know how to train people or train the trainer. You need to be knowing what to look for in your sales process to make sure that you are not taking your eye off of the ball there. Because making money requires sales, you have to master sales. And you cannot let your fears block you from claiming the way, claiming sales and owning your gifts as a salesperson. You, even if you don't see yourself right now as a salesperson, you have the gifts to become an excellent salesperson. This is the gift of service. This is the gift of helping people solve their problems. Most people think that sales is taking money from people rather than seeing it as solving their prospective pro client's problems. When you look at it as taking money, it's something that you're doing to someone versus for someone. It becomes manipulative rather than supportive and collaborative. And all of this leads right back to a self-image and belief issue. In this case, it's a self-worth issue. You don't see what you do as worthy of the compensation that you are asking for, or you don't see yourself as worthy of that compensation. The distinction here is you either don't see your product or service, or you don't see yourself as worthy of the compensation. Sometimes it's both. Usually it's the latter. If you don't see yourself and your service worth being compensated for, you won't make the sale. You will sabotage it. You will sabotage learning how to make sales. Okay. You will say, I don't need to learn that. You will shut off. You won't listen to this. You will say, that's not what I need to do next. And yet it really is. And you won't do what's required to learn the tactical and strategic ways to make sales. You'll stop and you'll get caught up in, I don't want to be salesy. You'll get caught up in not wanting to learn sales. You'll get caught up in not making it a priority 
and you'll get caught up in the busy work in your business and not focusing on the sales, which is so critical, okay? You must make the sales. And yet, if you find yourself doing any of these self-sabotaging behaviors, you know that there's an underlying belief issue that is keeping you small. Because if you really want what you want and you've claimed your destination and you've listened to this and you understand, okay, money comes from source through people, through sales, I'm, I'm going to have to learn how to do sales. I know that now sales is about solving problems for people and sales is service. Sales is good for people. Good for me, good for people, good for the world. It helps growth for the other person. It helps your business grow and it helps the world grow. Okay. If you see it this way, you'll stop resisting it. If you don't, you'll be in resistance to it. That's why sales is a key component. Teaching sales is a key component in everything I do with all my clients and why I teach a two-day sales intensive and talk about it all the friggin' time in all my teachings, maybe not every single one of my teachings, but it's, it's such a key component, okay? Sales is the mechanism that moves money. I know I've said that about 30 times so far, but I want you to really get that. It's a key component to your plan, and it's one of the things that I, I personally really had to master when I was making my big quantum leap, which was going from making 138K a year to 700K a year. In one year, I made that in one year. That's a five times growth as a solo, basically a solo entrepreneur. I think I probably had a, a part-time VA at that point. And then crossing the seven-figure mark. So don't run away from sales. Embrace it, even if you're uncomfortable with it at first. Okay, in summary, to claim your plan, you must do at a minimum the following. Validate and create a business structure. Validate and create a marketing plan. Learn sales and validate and create a sales plan. Okay? And if you have salespeople, you need to explode that, expand on that, make that more robust. Okay? You must claim all three to claim your way. So with that, thank you for joining me. I'm Amira Alvarez. I'm the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. Remember to tune in to the next two parts of the series on the psychology of making money, which is claiming your belief system and claiming the feminine. Both of those are not to be missed. Please share this series with your colleagues in business and I'll catch you in the next part. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable.